Joe Hendry, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure, man. Our pleasure. How's things treating you at the moment? How's life? Uh, it's uh, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Um, like I say, I've since the age of fifteen, I've been a performer in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of went to university and I've had other jobs and stuff like that. But really, my whole life is kind of revolved around live performance in some way, shape, or form. So for it to just disappear, it's pretty rough, man. It's pretty rough. Very thankful to be, um, you know, taken care of so well by Ring of Honor, though they've been keeping me busy. So I've been doing a lot of content and stuff like that, keeping busy. But it's tough, you know. I think there's a lot of uh, disadvantages that come with living in the UK, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it's just, first of all, it's such a battle for professional wrestlers in the UK to be able to even work in America. And then when you get to America for COVID to happen, it's just, ah, oh, it's, it's rough, man. It's rough. Well, um, carry on. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, if there's if there's one person in British wrestling who can make the the most of you know the situation at the moment, it's yourself. And <laughs> I that, I mean that in the best way. Like you, you're one of the most creative wrestlers in the world, and I'm not just saying that to blow smoke up your ass. You really are, and I'm I'm loving what you've been doing to like you know even just any of the content you've been putting out. You've been killing. Thanks, it. man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. It's uh, it's tough because. Uh, like I said, whenever I was doing professional wrestling, I had really the kind of, I think life's all about balance. And I had the kind of yin and yang of having, um, you know, professional wrestling and then amateur wrestling over here. And whenever I'd reach a point or a kind of blocker or something was in the way of my path in professional wrestling, I would do something in amateur wrestling or grappling because it's just yeah. very different. You know, like there's so much that goes into pro wrestling. There's so many factors that decide what opportunities you get, but with, you know, grappling and stuff like that it's really there's it's only you so i kind of had the balance of those two things and to not have either of them is very very tough i need to i'm just one of these guys that needs to be doing stuff i need to be competing i need to i'm not used to being in the house so i can certainly empathize those who are struggling with uh with being stuck inside right now sure yeah and obviously before we move on to talking about wrestling as well i noticed you um you are a big musician as well i mean uh, was, music, was music always your first love or was it, was it always wrestling no wrestling was the thing i really wanted to do um when i was 15 i was like i'd made the decision i was gonna go to uh the fwe academy down in portsmouth but Ooh, to yeah. be truthful with you i didn't know really because i mean the thing is people know so much about diet and exercise now that i didn't realize that you know if you put yourself in a calorie surplus and lift heavy weights you can completely transform your frame i didn't know that you could do that i just thought i wasn't big enough to be a wrestler and mm -hmm. now one of the funny things is i used to think i was too small to be a wrestler and you know it's actually quite rare that i face someone bigger than me you know so yeah. It's, it's yeah it's funny that yeah you are you are known as one of the uh one of the bigger guys in wrestling and especially for amateur wrestling too um i feel like a lot of people forget you have a legitimate shoot background um, well, I, I wouldn't say background because I I started amateur wrestling at 27, long uh, after it started yeah. pro wrestling. So, uh, yeah, I suppose I'm the only amateur wrestler with a pro wrestling background. Uh, yeah. did, you, did you find the pro wrestling helped with your amateur wrestling? Because usually it's nope. people with the <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh. <laughs> no, there'd be times where um, I'd be doing stuff and I'm like, oh, yeah, God, I've got to, you know, 
I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't need to say it, but you know, there's there's points where you're like, oh yeah, this isn't pro wrestling. You know, I, yeah. I need to okay. uh, yeah. properly kick this guy's ass. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking wrestling as well. So me and Callum are from uh, from Hull. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you're familiar with New Generation Wrestling. Oh, yeah. I was watching yeah. one of their videos today, actually. I've spent a lot of time there, yeah. A lot of good memories there. So, yeah, what was it like there? What was it like working? Obviously, I know you worked with Nathan Cruz, and me and Callum mm-hmm. both know as well. Like, yeah, what was it like working there? So, Hull is just one of the best crowds in professional wrestling. You know, if you ever get sort of disillusioned about, you know, I saw you guys posted something about what Cody Taylor said about, you know, toxic fan bases and stuff. If you ever get sick of that stuff, go wrestle in Hull because it's just, you know, it's 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 cheating the good guys, booing the bad guys. You know, it's it's fun. You know, it's just they're the awesome crowds. So it's, it's good to uh, if you're wrestling a lot of kind of, you know, edgy or kind of ultra realistic or sports like presentations you know hull was always a lot of fun so i've got a lot of great memories from wrestling there for sure that was uh ngw were the first company really i think to to push me in a major way and when i say push me i mean like everyone else has been used at that time so we're going back to like 2014 maybe 2015 now so it's two years in and really it was them that were like no this guy's this guy's got something here let's just let's just and they they booked me in main events you know so i had main event experience you know when i was a year or two in which which was invaluable awesome times you know yeah, I say it's it's one of our favorite. I was we're very lucky that it's in our city, so yep. obviously at the moment we can't go, but it is like you said, it's just it's such a pleasure to go there and watch it. It's such a, a family yep. friendly environment, and like you said, good versus bad, it's great. Um, a guy I want to as well. Um, we're we're good friends with Frank. I know you did uh, last minute with Frank uh, not so long yep. ago, um, and you mentioned uh, Drew McIntyre. Mm. Um, how important has Drew been to you for your career? Well. When I first started working with Drew, it was an ICW. And I remember he kind of pulled me aside and he was like, you know, he was like, you're a hell of a talent with these videos and stuff like that. He says, but if there's one thing that you need to, that we need to take to the next level, it's your intensity. And I remember he said to me, he said, I'm the most intense wrestler in the world. And I thought, damn, that's, you know, I like that. I like that confidence, you know, yeah. and, and he is, and he's proved it. And I love it when someone puts puts their vision of who they are out there and then executes it you know yeah and there's nothing better than that and to me that's what he did but wrestling him that's exactly what it did uh, i think wrestling him and kurt were the two that made me understand that ah right okay that this is what intensity means so um drew i you know i referred to him as the the undertaker of uk wrestling and that he was the he was the the leader of the locker room and i think yep. um you know wrestling is a business that no matter what anyone wants it to be it's 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 built around star power yeah and drew has that star power and he brought it to the uk and i think a lot of the you know there were a lot of factors that went into the resurgence of british wrestling mm-hmm. um but drew just ignited it i feel you know i i feel like he kind of underpinned the that quality you know, when he was on the card, it just it lifted everything, you know? Yeah, definitely, especially nowadays. I mean, Drew is one of the biggest names, if not the biggest name in pro wrestling, and that's not an exaggeration. He's he's the, the marquee guy in WWE right now, and 
one of the biggest names to come out of British wrestling. Uh, there's so many guys in British wrestling, guys and girls who are doing great things right now. And yourself included in Ring of Honor. I mean, was you always a Ring of Honor fan growing up? Like, uh, is it cool for you to be in Ring of Honor now competing there, given the history that the company has? So I remember seeing Ring of Honor on the wrestling channel in pff, must have been 2003 or 2004, yeah. as early back as then, you know. So I remember watching the first shows, you know, and um, there is a there's a magic about Ring of Honor. Um, yeah. I remember the first time I wrestled for them um, in I believe my first show was in Liverpool um, and it was against Donovan Dijak or uh, T-Bar, I think he's now known as. Um, <laughs> But uh, I wrestled him, and I remember just walking down the ramp and seeing the barriers and being like, wow, that's, that's that looks like the same barriers that they had right at the start. And, you know, you think about, you know, what Ring of Honor's contributed to professional wrestling. I really think the Ring of Honor has defined what modern wrestling is. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at what professional wrestling's in-ring product is now and then go back and look at what Ring of Honor was doing, you know, 10 15 years ago then i really think that ring of honor deserves a lot of credit for shaping and molding wrestling to be the way that it is and actually i'm i'm very glad that they've gone in the direction that they have with the you know the kind of um the sports style presentation yeah um, it's exciting you know i feel like that's a side to me that people maybe haven't seen widely there's a match if you type in Joe Hendry versus Timothy Thatcher, you know, that's a glimpse into what I can do. But mm. I, I always fall into this trap that because people see the entrances, they just they automatically think that I don't have this shoot foundation, you know? And yeah. I'm just it's very difficult to sit at home and watch everybody get all these opportunities. And, you know, I I feel I just I wanna get out there. I wanna get out there and prove what I can do. You know, because I feel the product they're putting out right now is so unique. It's so yep. realistic. And I do this show called Technique Tuesdays where I break down the week's previous episode and I break it down like a science, like it should be. And wrestling, you know, there's argument. Is, is wrestling an art form? Is wrestling a sport? It's it's both. It's it's It should be both. It's not always both, but I feel with, with uh, Ring of Honor, they're really bringing that sports presentation to the table. So for people who maybe watch Ring of Honor before or whatever, I think, you know, you're going to be very excited by what you see on television now, for sure. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think right now the, the product's the best it's been in years. And I think it has the most interest it's had in years, and which is quite ironic given that it's during a pandemic. It sounds like they've really found themselves in the recent months, whether it's with the, well, the, the pure I, championship tournament. You yeah. Know? I mean, I actually think that in some way, it's difficult because professional wrestling is all about live interaction. Yeah. But then there can be times where, you know, the crowd and we want the crowd to be a part of the show for sure. Mm -hmm. But there's a, there's a line, there's a line. Like to me, when beach balls are getting thrown about the arena, it just, there's a point where you go, guys, it's not, it's, it's not about that right now. It's about what's going on in the ring. Yes. And you know what? I think the pandemic has allowed because if you think about it, there are some wrestling products out there that actually have got better during the pandemic because it's it gives a chance for a reset, you know, because I feel like it's one of these things with social media and stuff like that, that it tends to be the loud minority that get their voices heard. But I feel like now 
companies have the ability to go, this is what we want to do. This is the product we're putting out. And there's a confidence about Ring of Honor's product. And that's why I think it's generating all of this buzz. Because with the, the awesome thing about Ring of Honor is we always involve the fans. Like to watch Final Battle, we did a live watch along with them. We were there yeah. in a Zoom call with all the fans. So we involve them. But they're like to me, the fan, the Ring of Honor fans are just awesome because they are there to consume the product that's been put out there and enjoy it and give their thoughts on it. And yeah. and here's the thing though, Ring of Honor is there's another side to that is we're opening the door for fans to make decisions, you know, and giving them that opportunity yeah. and making it official with, you know, hashtag choose your honor. So yeah. if people want to express their opinion, uh, that's how they can do it. And so they've made that they've I think I guess what I'm trying to say is I think Ring of Honor have implemented fan interaction in the best way possible and still are able to deliver the the creative vision they have. Yeah, absolutely. Without the, for lack of a better term, I, it's happened before, without the fans hijacking a show and forcing a situation. Um, whereas, like, I, it's good to have things happen organically where the fans naturally get behind somebody. But there's been many times where the fans have got said, like, well, unless you do this, we're going to complain and complain and complain. Yeah. So I feel like, like you said, Ring of Honor has got the best of both worlds at the moment. They're saying, use hashtag choose your honor, tell us what you want, and we'll do what we can. I think that's yeah. the best way to do it. Yeah, so, but that, but what they're doing is they're going like, you know, this is the product we're putting out, but on this day, you're the boss. Yeah. You know, every fan thinks they'd be the best booker. Well, here's your chance. Let's see what you got. And I like that. I like that. It allows, it, it allows, you know, it kind of takes all the excuses away. Like for me, it's like if you if you think that you're over over enough to deserve a shot, then this will be the proving ground for that. You know. So as a wrestler, it's cool. I guess the difficulty for me is it's like with um, you know, I don't. I just don't think anyone in the UK knows what's going on with these new tier four restrictions, and yeah, it's just very disheartening. It's very disheartening. It's uh, but we just have to power through. You know, we just have to power through. Obviously, over the last few months, Joe, you've had a lot of time to to think about your future, I'm sure. And when you finally do get to step back in the ring with Ring of Honor, um, like you said, there's, there's guys who have had so many opportunities over the last six months or so. What's the opportunity that you're wanting to get your hands on the most? With the PR Championship coming back, is that something you're looking at getting involved with? Of course. I mean, look, I, I will always take any opportunity I can get, but there's one thing that this pandemic has taught me and it's, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot and something that I really buy into is the stoicism philosophy, which is basically about controlling what you can control. Mm. And I've done so much to try and go, look, I can do this opportunity or I can get a shot at this title or that, you know, I kind of have done all the videos I've done. I've done the various shows I've done for Ring of Honor, the Technique Tuesdays. I became the top merchandise seller for a while by doing all these songs. And, um, you know, in and it's like, but what's the goal? And for me, the goal was to get, you know, a title shot so I can capture a championship and all that. And I've realized I was like, you know, it's, again, it's, it's if you take the stoicism philosophy, what I really need to focus on is getting as physically strong and big as possible, having the best matches, putting out the best promos, and just being the best. If I worry about being the best, the opportunities are going to come my way no matter what. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but I, I tend to categorize years when I go into them and I mm. put goals out there. And like, so in 2017, right at the start, I wrote on a piece of paper, I was like, 
British amateur wrestling champion. And I did it. And I had no business doing that. So it's like, I do believe in putting those goals down. Mm. In 2019, I called it the year of hard work. I was like, you know what? I, I, the, this is the funny thing. I said, 2019 will be the year of hard work. I expect nothing from this year. I'm just going to work my ass off. And in 2020, hopefully I'll get the rewards. Funny how that turned out. But in 2019, the thing was, I actually got the rewards way faster than I thought I would. When I started that philosophy and started getting myself into, into that way of thinking, I got signed by Ring of Honor very quickly after that. You know what I mean? Career started to move forward very quickly after that. So 2021, I'm calling it the, the bread and butter, right? Because in life, we're always trying to chase that big thing, the big win. And all the successful people that I've learned from, it was never about that. You know, when I've seen other top talents in the industry who have maybe come back to the indies for a while, I'm talking the really top. They're showing up at every show they do in a suit. They're going out there and they're having the best match every single time. And sometimes it's in front of 200 people. Sometimes it's in front of 100 people, you know. Mm. sometimes it's thousands but no matter how big the crowd is they're having the, the best show they're not thinking ah, i'll go easy tonight or i'll you know what i mean or i'll do this or i'll do that when i say the bread and butter what i mean is don't just focus on the big things like oh i've got this pay-per-view match coming up or i've got this or i've got that if you focus on the bread and butter if you do what you're meant to do on a on a day in day out basis greatness will come it's like the rock says be consistently good and that is the definition of greatness be consistently yeah. good, and mm -hmm. then the greatness will come naturally. And that's what I need to do. But it's very hard. It's very hard um, to do that. That's something I struggle with because I want the results. I want, I just, I want it. I'm hungry. But there are some, wrestling is one of those businesses you've got to prove your worth for a little bit. And I think, you know, I'm in one of those phases now where I just need to come back and I just need to, I mean, when I come back, I'm, you know, I've put on 60 pounds. I put on sixty pounds. You know, I'm I'm coming back, and I'm not I'm not taking any prisoners. Like I'm I'm not as far forward in my career as I should be, and that's on me. And I, what I mean by that is like I know what my ceiling of potential is, and it's in my mind. And, and this is in my mind, and you have to get into the business like this. The day I started in the business, I was like, "You're a world champion. You are a world champion." First day I got in, I knew it was going to happen. No one could tell me any different. When I first walked into training, I, I said to the coach, and it sounded ridiculous at the time, I says, I'm getting a tryout before the year's out. And that's ridiculous for a brand new trainee to say. And I walked in at like 12 and a half stone, and I did it. You know, not the tryout, at the first day of training. I put on the way, I kind of got the opportunity, I did it. Again, when I put out crazy goals, I tend to make it happen. And I genuinely believe that I, I can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with any superstar in this business. Mm -hmm. absolutely anybody like i'd i you can put me out there you can hand me a microphone and i can go out there with any of the megastars in this business i've got that confidence i know when i'm 100 percent there yeah. i can't be touched you know and that's just like that sounds arrogant and i just couldn't care anymore because what you have to do is i accepted within myself i went you know what i am an arrogant guy I put, I put these wild claims out there i have these wild expectations of myself but i go out there and i'm the one that'll do the backbreaking work to make it happen. And somewhere along the way, you know, I kind of allowed myself to be talked into going, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll be a bit more humble. And that's just not me. That's just not me. And that's part of what, you know, these philosophies that I'm looking into is you have to accept yourself, you know, yeah. the good bits and the bad bits. I could go on about this for, for hours. We better, uh, I'm you just know. enjoying listening to you talk about it. I'm, I'm getting inspired listening to you. <laughs> well, I know, I know you, we haven't got much time left, um, but I do have to ask you, you mentioned him earlier, 
Um, what was it like actually getting to work with Kurt Angle and what did you learn from Kurt? So I've actually done a full YouTube breakdown of this. It's on my YouTube channel. If you just type in, you know, Joe Hendry, Kurt Angle, what was it like to wrestle him? Or, you know, uh, that'll come up. I did a big 10-minute burner, but I'll give you a summary now. Um, so what you tend to find is the people who, the people at the very top, like Kurt, being to the top, Olympic champion, WWE champion, you know, just one of the most, just the greatest guy ever like just to work with like his goal was how do i help you joe what do we need to do to take your career to the next level you know such a giving performer is what i would say about kurt you know like i kicked out of a top rope angle slam in that move you know in that match sorry and it's like you know that that means something like I know a lot of like non-wrestlers might not understand, but that means something, you know, I didn't get beat with the, you know, with just like a move in five minutes in the middle of the ring. Like if you look at the, the matches that um, Kurt Angle was doing, I genuinely feel like that was one of the better matches around that time that yeah, he yeah. had. And I was very, very proud of that because at the time a lot of people felt like I shouldn't get that match. I was only three years in the business. So I knew I had to deliver. I trained really hard for it. And it, I feel like we did deliver. And I was very proud of it. My family were there. It was, this is the thing, like, in in a, in a your career, you will have these moments that are, like, just, wow. But if you can imagine, if you've already won the world title 10 times, the 11th mm -hmm. time is going to be pretty cool. But, you know, nothing will be like that first time, right? Yeah. So it's like, in your career, you get these big moments where you step up, right? So... I don't think there will be – so if you think about where you are and then so if someone gets a title win really early or something like that on their debut or whatever, that's huge because it's like you've gone from here to here. Can you imagine in 2013 you were a trainee? In 2016 – in 2013 it was your first day as a trainee. In 2016, main event of a pay-per-view, Jim Ross and Jim Cornette commentating, you versus Kurt Angle in the main event. It's crazy. It just – it doesn't get crazier than that. There will be no match – that I can, I mean, hey, I'm not going to put a ceiling on it because, again, after this, I went to the Commonwealth Games. I didn't know that was going to happen. You know, that's a crazy yeah. thing as well. There may be other crazy things that could happen. Maybe I'd be thinking too small to say that won't. But it's really hard to think of something that would be bigger than that for where you're at at that time. Sure. You know what I mean? So I'll always be grateful for that. Uh, I got my dream match really early, really, really early in my career. Uh, How many people get to say they had, they got their dream match? You know, yeah, and dream commentary team too. Yeah, me. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it, what culture pro wrestling was such a hot product at that time? Does um, not get the credit for for what they did for pro absolutely. wrestling. If you look at who went through that company at the time, it was without doubt the biggest indie in Europe, maybe even the biggest indie in the world in terms of viewership. Certainly the biggest indie in the world. You know, bringing in the biggest names at to that you. time. Yeah. yeah unreal like i said it doesn't get enough credit um, yep. it's basically a who's who of modern day british wrestling and yeah absolutely. or even just wrestling like yep. Cody was there for a long time so yeah absolutely agree with you there uh joe before we wrap up um obviously i'm sure you've got projects going on at the moment is there anything you'd like to plug uh get your merchandise out there yeah yeah sure we've got we've got another we can keep going a little longer if you want um but um i've got uh so my youtube channel is my main thing I'm trying to push it at the moment. It's brutally difficult to try and push that. It's, YouTube's just a tough nut to crack. The algorithm right is hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, I don't think um, what I've started to learn is you can't game the the algorithm. 
For yeah. all you try, you can't game the algorithm. What you have to do is almost... So when I was doing these um, parodies and stuff like that, I would do like... So I did one on Kanye West the other day, right? So I would do like uh, Kanye West power parody song, whatever, blah, and I wouldn't include my name in it. And it's just not getting the traction. It's like, do you know what? It's like, why am I doing that when there'll be when I know there's people who get stuck in YouTube holes of watching my entrances? Yeah. I should be leading with that. And it, again, it's that it's that humble the humble's the wrong word it's that almost not believing in yourself by going like well no no you know what i am a brand that people should be searching i'm going to steer into that and i'm not going to shy away from that so it's like i've just gone right you know joe henry can you west parody music video now so i've led with that so i think that's what what you guys should do as well lead don't worry about the algorithms just make the best stuff that you can make Absolutely. and again it's like that thing the bread and butter just do the thing you know consistently and it will something will blow up what will happen is someone will say something wild on this podcast <laughs> and then it'll get picked up by a wrestling news site and then it'll go crazy. That's it, Joe. Honestly, yeah. we, we've said before we'd probably still do this if we had no audience. We just enjoy speaking to people. Um, but this year we've done just over 100 interviews and we're thinking wow. if we do more next year, something's going to stick, right? It's got to at some point. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I think that's key what you've said, though. It's like you have to love what you do. And this is the yeah. thing, like for anyone who's thinking again into professional wrestling, wrestling is so hard mentally and physically. You have to love this through and through to be able to yeah. do it, even through the tough times. Even it's it's a tough, tough game, people. Yeah. Do not get into wrestling thinking it's easy. It's tough. No. But yeah, go I follow my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Joe Hendry. That's the main one. That's the main one. But I guess uh, also, you know, we, it, the interviews for Ring of Honor, we need to put them over a bit more, guys, before I go. But uh, <laughs> let's say what, what you need to do, I would I would genuinely hand on heart recommend Honor Club. I do think it's phenomenal value. Um, ROHwrestling.com, go check that out. You can see all the pay-per-views when they happen. Um, again, you can get access to cheaper merch and stuff like that. You get to be a part of these Zoom calls with the roster. I mean, honestly, there was like me, Jay Lethal, Josh Woods, Silas Young, like the commentary team, Ian and uh, Caprice. Like there was just, you know, I, I could go on and on. Like the, the roster was there. You know, we're all just chatting to the fans and it's like, that was pretty it's cool. Worth it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Me and, me and Jay Lethal, I was cutting promos on Jay Lethal, you know, trying to get him uh, a little agitated so he can be fooled into giving me and Dalton a, a tag team title shot. You know, I was trying to make that happen. I was trying to make that happen. So uh, I think we ruffled a few feathers. Maybe, hey, that maybe me and Dalton will get a, a tag team title shot if I can get myself on a plane and get over there, you know? That's all you need, like you said. You know, one plane ticket and one opportunity. That's all you need. That's it. That's it. I mean, sometimes, guys, like, maybe sometimes in life things have to be taken away for you to realize what they mean to you, you know? And I just did not know how much my life revolved around live performance, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and also the social interaction of being at shows and being around people, you know, I'm a, again, it's that balance. It's that yin and yang. Like when I'm at home, I just, I'm in this room a lot of the time, you know, there's me, my girlfriend and my dog and that's, that's it. You know, like I occasionally see family and friends, but I really, when I'm not doing wrestling, I keep myself to myself. I try and have, I've got this job that's really out there and, you know, it's, you know, you're exposed and to, to lots of people, you know, and then at my home life, I try and just bring it right down, you know, try and have the opposite. But now it's like I've just got one of those. It's just me hidden away in the house, and I've got this performer's instinct, and I'm just dying to get out there. It's it's tough, but you know, I, 
it's tough mentally on everyone. I think this lot then it's very tough. You need that creative outlet, don't you? I do. Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Yeah. Also, before before we let you go, there, I know you mentioned Ring of Honor because again, me and Callum love Ring of Honor. We've had the pleasure of um, becoming quite close friends with Kerry Silkin um, mm-hmm. over the past couple of months. Um, yeah. Have you had a chance to be around Kerry yourself? Have I had a chance to? To be around Kerry yourself at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's a great guy. Phenomenal storyteller. Um, yeah. is is awesome that he is, is with Ring of Honor as an ambassador. And he's just, he, you know, when you see him, you can't ever take for granted what he's done for the wrestling business. Yeah. You know what I mean? By yeah. we're we basically we're in the, the situation that we're in because he took this this brand on his shoulders and, and built this product. And that's what I love about uh, Ring of Honor is it's like that's not forgotten, it's celebrated. You know what I mean? So yeah. so Carrie's always he's always there and, and he always will be, you know? Yeah, he's also incredibly yeah. proud of the the Ring of Honor crew you know from uh, past and present absolutely uh, he's been very supportive of myself yeah he's a great guy i'm sure before when we were speaking to him about the people he'd spoken with he told us that we need to speak to joe hendry and he was like you'll have a good conversation with joe hendry and i think it was only the week after that we did reach out to you um so yeah he he's i'm sure he thinks highly of you too in that case yeah great team it's a great team yeah yeah. so i was spoke to Brody king as well i I think i said to Brody. Kerry Silkin is, I guess you can call him the godfather of Ring of Honor. Um, that's the only way you can you can really say it about Kerry, isn't it? He's, he's, just, he's the godfather of Ring of Honor. But, um, but yeah, Joe, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll let you go and get on with your evening. I know you've got things to do. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, man. Um, can't thank you enough. Um, we wish you all the best in this very strange world we're living in at the moment. And, and uh, Christmas. Thank yeah, you have a guys. wonderful Christmas. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. Thanks for taking the time. Um, and you know, it's uh appreciate you guys talking to me and I hope you guys have a good uh Christmas and New Year as well. To everybody that's listening. Well, oh, it's a tough world we live in right now. It is tough. I think everyone's feeling it. And I think the key thing about staying, you know, keeping on top of things mentally is realizing that, you know, we're all experiencing this in different ways and you know it's not about well i've got it easy because this person's got it like this no you whatever your experience is is unique to you and it's tough and it's difficult and i think sometimes the best way to get over difficult times in your life is to first of all recognize it's happening like just go you know we're indoors we're we're trapped here and i don't feel great about it and that's okay you know that's okay for me to feel that way and you know what i just need to look after myself throughout this period of time what I would say to people is please, you know, look into what you can do to keep your your um, immune system strong by, you know, what exercise you can do without getting, you know, if you can't get, if you know, tier four or can't get to the gym, what kind of exercise can you do? What kind of nutritional supplementation? You know, I know vitamin D is very effective supplement to be taken during this time. Yeah. Look into all that stuff. And here's would be my part and advice. And this is what I try and, you know, continue telling myself is that in any kind of let's take a step back and look at what this is it's it's many things it's a pandemic it's also it's a recession it's it's a very difficult time the people who really make moves in life are the ones who double down in the recession Mm. in the pandemic the ones who double down on what they're doing 
because when things start to pick up, with, no matter what it is you do, whether it's podcasting, whether it's wrestling, whatever it is, when those things start to come back, they're going, who, who's got the presence? Who's, who's got the reach? Who's been active? Who's got the infrastructure if you're a business? Who is prepared to get ready to let's get going? Because you won't yep. know when that is. It'll just be the click of a finger and then it'll be time to go. And yep. that's why it's important to be ready. So what I would do is take this time to really invest in maybe the things you haven't been able to try and turn a, a negative into a positive, like I'm doing a lot of reading right now and stuff like that. So try and do the things you maybe weren't doing before and get ready for when things come back. Because the ones who invest now are the ones who are going to be on top when we get back. So... There I don't think I've ever left an interview feeling so motivated and ready to tackle <laughs> <travel> the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, get after it, guys. Go for it. And uh, huge <laughs> thanks to Ring of Honor because uh, one thing I do want to say before I go is just how awesome they've been with uh, looking after the roster. You know, I've said this a couple of times, but it'll be, you know, it's almost a year I haven't been there and I've been on staff. My, my contract has been honored as normal. And that is just so above and beyond what I would have ever expected. So it's, I'm very grateful to the company for uh, for looking after me. And I know all the roster feel the exact same way. So yeah. just wanted to throw that out there so people know what Ring of Honor are doing because it's all, hey, it's, see, to have a big roster like this, it, it's a lot. That's a huge investment to keep those yeah. people on. And the only reason, well, one of the, the main reasons is obviously because, you know, valued um, wrestlers, but it's because they feel it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that should be commended. And I don't think it's talked about enough. So thank you to ring of honor. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. But thank you to you for coming on. Thank you for ring of honor as well. But yeah, Joe, have a wonderful Christmas and new year. And uh, we'll hope to speak to you again soon. Thanks guys. Sounds good. You got my contact details. All right. Cheers. Bye, See you. Thank Bye. you. Bye.